Hello and welcome to Marketing in Times of Recovery, the Built Environment Marketing Podcast. And I'm your host, Ayo Abbas from Abbas Marketing. I know it can be overwhelming to know where to start when it comes to getting your marketing done. So this special mini-series is going to look at some of the alternatives, different ways that you can get your marketing done, basically. And here we are with part one, which looks at group and online programs. My guests for this episode are Nikita Morel and Sarah Carlata. We take a close look at what group and online programs are, how they work, and how you can benefit as a practice. Anyway, that's enough of an intro for me. So let's head over to hear the conversation with Sarah and Nikita. Enjoy. Welcome to Marketing in Times of Recovery. Um, today we've got not one, but two special guests. So we've got Nikita and Sarah. Nikita, do you want to introduce yourself, who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, yeah, so thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, so my name is Nikita Morell and I'm a copywriter and marketing strategist for architects. So yes, I specialize um, especially in website copy. Um, just helping architects, you know, get the right words on their website so they can get a steady stream of ridiculously good projects. <laughs> Fantastic. And Sarah, would you like to introduce yourself as well? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Sarah Colata and I'm an architect and I also do business development for architects. And I'm specifically um, fascinated by the digital world, digital transformation. And so um, how you can use the internet to basically uh, position yourself better online and do better sales and marketing for yourself as an architect. Fantastic. And thank you both for coming on the show. So today we're going to be looking at kind of, I guess, online programs and kind of group and kind of communities to kind of help get your marketing done. So for me, like I just said, um, when we when we spoke earlier, um, I um, follow a lot of female founders on Instagram. And actually, a lot of the kind of collective and group programs is quite a common thing. So for me, with this series, really what I wanted to do was actually bring out some of the different ways that people can be marketing themselves. And actually for practices to consider, because it's not always that you have to have someone in-house or you have to be paying an agency. So I really wanted to, um, I guess, this episode to really kind of showcase that. So Nikita, can you tell me a bit about SiteSmart and what you're doing with that program that you're that you set up last year? Yeah, sure. So I'll quickly give a recap as to why I started it. Um, and okay. that was because, um, so I guess originally I had one service and that was just offering, you know, one-on-one copywriting to um, architects. And then um, about two years ago, I launched the Architects Workshop, which is just a lot of, I guess, um, toolkits to help architects write different parts of their website. And it was very much a DIY. So you just buy the toolkit and you work through it yourself. Um, okay. But what I found was that I needed something in the middle. A lot of architects were buying these toolkits and saying, well, hey, Nikita, you know, I'm working on it, but I just feel like I need some extra support or someone to hold me accountable. Um, you know, I'm not in the position to afford your copywriting services Right, like right now. Um, so, so what can we do? So that's kind of where the idea of Site Smart was born. Um, and what it is is it's a twelve week kind of get it done website accelerator. So, um, it's a small group accelerator. So at the moment, um, I'm just about to launch uh, the next round, um, but it's limited to twelve people um, or twelve architects. And these are mainly solo practitioners or smaller firm architects. So yeah, I guess across those 12 weeks, we um, 
I guess every two weeks, there's a new module that's dropped and that could be um, writing your homepage tagline, your about page, everything. Um, And then there's fortnightly group calls and that as well. So, yeah, I mean, I can go on a bit more, but, yeah, that's just the general gist of what SiteSmart is. And so, Sarah, what's kind of your kind of what what you've been offering in terms of kind of online and group space? I see that you do like seven day challenges and things like that. How does it work for you? Yeah, so I actually have two programs as well. Um, One of them, the first one I created is the Architecture Masterclass Online Course Creation for Architects. And now the um, seven day um, challenge is somehow a little bit related to what Nikita's doing. So Nikita's helping you create your website and I'm questioning how are you going to get your leads onto that website? You know, who's going to visit it? Because a website is much like a business card. And if you don't go around giving it away, question is, how are you going to get those visitors and that traffic on that website? And so the seven day challenge actually is helping you get leads. And we go into a little bit of um, digital marketing. We do lead pages and um, advertising um sort of um the uh the lead magnets but we yeah. also um build you a crm system that can collect those leads and um and sort of introduce to basics of um of digital marketing and email marketing so how to follow yeah. up with these leads so it's sort of like it's it's wrapping up the the presence of the website which is you know somehow I think more of like maybe Nikita's expertise and what I do is like how do you drive the traffic through it and how do you then capture those leads and follow up with them to actually nourish a relationship with your potential clients and that's what the seven day challenge is. That's brilliant I mean I always kind of say that people always think like a website ends once you launch it but to me it really doesn't it's kind of like how are you actually going to feed this thing how are you going to keep it alive what are you going to do to keep people coming to it and keep it going and keep it I guess like changing and ever changing because that's how you're going to get up the rankings that's what you're going to do it needs to be a a live element so completely and it's, it's true I love the way that actually Nikita's on a kind of design you know getting it built and, 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 the, and the copy and the words and then you're actually how do you actually feed it and keep it going which which I think is all it's all intertwined but it actually there's two sides to that when it comes to online marketing so I guess in terms of what are the kind of some of the benefits to practices who are kind of going more down this kind of group program kind of online route can I kick off with you Nikita what do you think the benefits are for them yeah sure um I think what I found actually Funny story, I, um, in the beginning, I didn't put a Slack group as part of the program because I thought, oh, you know, our architects are even going to have the time to get on and, and communicate with each other. But um, kind of week one into it, everyone started saying, well, Nikki, like, how do we communicate with each other? And I said, well, you know, that's what the group calls are for. And they actually asked me for it. So I set that up and it was one of the best parts of the course almost because yeah. I guess what happens is, is you get a room full of really smart, like-minded architects that, you know, they're all quite forward thinking, they get marketing, they get you know, ideal clients and all that kind of thing. Um, And, yeah, they just bounced ideas, you know, around. And I guess, you know, in all honesty, I'm I'm not an architect. Um, I just don't have what it takes. I wish I did. Um, But... I guess my strength lies in, you know, copywriting and marketing. So it was actually really great to have ideas coming from architects who are, you know, living and breathing it. And then I could, you know, overlay my kind of copywriting and um, marketing experience on that. So it's definitely, yeah, just bouncing around ideas, getting through challenges. Um, And I guess one thing I should have mentioned is part of the course is we work through all the material, but at that end of those 12 weeks, everyone submits what they've written um, 
to me for critique so they can yeah. feel confident to put those words live on the website. So a lot of them got quite nervous and they were saying, you know, it feels like a design <laughs> And, I I was like, was okay. and the kids are there going right it's like, they're like i've seen you on linkedin <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's off, man, and i'm just gonna do a post about it <laughs> well, and, and that leads me to my next point so obviously having them everyone in a group there is you know that collaboration element but i think what really works in from my kind of perspective is the accountability you know websites marketing these are things that drop off and they're the last thing people want to do right especially I know I mean pretty much everyone who was in the course were like oh I was tweaking it for years and it was I've been meaning to do it I just can't get it done so you don't hit you don't hit you don't make it go live it's actually there it's done oh this is me it's done (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want to press the button Um, so as I would say, like, you know, tough love, like every, and I, you know, people kind of dropped off. Obviously I get it. Client projects yeah. come up, life gets, you know, in the way people get sick, whatever. But I was there. Um, and that's why I do limit it to 12 because it means that I can kind of say, oh, Hey, I've just noticed, you know, what are you struggling with? Um, and keep them going, keep that momentum going so that they can actually walk away and say, yes, you know, I did it. So I mean, what I find interesting about what you've just said is I remember talking, I remember some of your posts before you started SiteSmart and you weren't even sure that people would be able to collaborate in the same way, were you? You weren't <laughs> sure. And I remember you doing those posts where you were like, do architects talk to each other? Well, they do. <laughs> uh, I think I was like, architects suck at sharing. I think that was like the yeah, first yeah. And then it was, yeah. Um, yeah, but- like hundreds of comments. But yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to see that you found they're like-minded people who are sharing and, and working together because it's like, I find that some of my best collaborations are with fellow marketers like you guys. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, actually, that's where, I, and actually it's a good source of leads for me if people are busy and stuff like that. So I think this whole collaboration thing, I really do think it's a really important part for most people nowadays and we've just got to embrace it. So Sarah, same for you. I mean, what do you think the benefits are of people who do things like your seven day challenge and, and things like that? I mean, what do you think they get out of it? You know, I think that, um, you know, I was just like Nikita mentioned, I was a little bit worried as well whether the program is not um, a little bit busy for architects, because if you think about it, architects, you know, they've put so much energy to learn design and a lot of other aspects to deliver these projects. And then here I am teaching them a lot of new stuff, which is like, you know, lead generation, digital marketing, business development, sales. And I think a lot of those concepts are new. Um, But what I found, and of course, you know there's been mentioned as well is that a lot of times people that join these courses are the ones that actually say you know what I know I've got to do the work this isn't me hiring someone to do it I know I have to do the work and I have to somehow like actually join that challenge and (laughs) meet the the, you know the, the the end line of it right and so um, I think that people understand um, from the beginning that this is going to be how this program is delivered. And then I noticed that there was a lot of um, interaction happening between the other participants to the point where people are actually developing friendships. The accountability aspect is extremely important. I've noticed that as well. It takes a load off my shoulders to like yeah. maybe in one-on-one consulting, if some of my clients are not doing the work, I have to like have that conversation being like, you know, if you don't actually implement that, we can't really quite move forward. This isn't like we sitting down here in the session and having a conversation it needs to be implemented in your business. So you have yeah. to put the time into it. Um, but I find that, and yes, of course, there's people that will drop off the programs but I think that um, a lot of people benefit from that sort of um, group dynamic and another aspect which is really interesting is because we're learning new things um, the 
uh, ability of the different minds and different creative businesses to come together, it gives you also that idea of diversity of how people can actually apply those elements. So you're bringing yeah. them into a structure of like how marketing works and you're giving them a blueprint and then each of them applies it to, the, to their business differently. And so I'll find that some people will decide to do one-on-one consulting. Other people will create the online courses. Other people will actually be like, oh, I've learned about positioning. Maybe I'm actually going to do uh, publish a book or go out and yeah. get more lectures and more public speaking gigs, you know, create new collaborations so I can get myself out there. So everyone will somehow adapt it to their personality and their business. And so the different elements of it are implemented differently. And I think people see how that can flourish for you yeah. and see how there is a benefit in each of these strategies. And so I think that's really useful um, that I couldn't probably do on my own. You know, it's just that sort of thing that happens through that group dynamic, that spontaneous learning for everyone. So do you think there are any drawbacks in kind of doing these types of group courses and online? I guess we already talked, touched on it a bit in terms of life can get in the way, which I guess is, you know, with COVID and everything else, we've all got to kind of deal with that. I mean, do you think there's any drawbacks of working in this? Is it not right for some people, Nikita? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good question. I think um, one thing I did find is sometimes, you know, architects can be, oh, like anyone, um, can be quite introverted and um, may not feel comfortable. For example, um, in my course, there's fortnightly group calls. So that's, you know, their opportunity to come and pick my brain on anything and get live copy critiques and whatever. But um, I found a lot of the, a few of the architects kind of sit aside. They wouldn't be, um, they didn't feel as comfortable to kind of um, contribute to those sessions. But then I guess, um, so I mean, that could be a drawback, but then I guess they've got Slack um, to communicate one-on-one with me. And then just this, um, second round that I'm introducing, I'm also introducing a bonus where they can have two one-on-one calls with me as well. So I guess, yeah, that could be a drawback in terms of, you know, everyone, um, behaves in group situations differently. Um, so maybe if you don't feel as confident to raise your questions and ideas, um, that could be a drawback, but I mean, really, no, I, I guess you're giving people an op- different choices, aren't you? So you've got the Slack group, you've got you've got different ways of communicating. So you can pick exactly. out the ones that you want and engage where you feel comfortable, I guess. And do you mm-hmm. see any drawbacks, Sarah? Yeah, I think, you know, um, speaking from like a business perspective, one has to understand that those sort of group dynamics are designed specifically for people that perhaps are not ready or do not want to invest in one-on-one coaching. And so the way I kind of explain it is that when you come into like a mastermind or a group um, course, you pay a fixed price for the result and you just sort of sign up for that experience usually those are like um products that are obviously cheaper because you have to do the work that's the reason why it's because i will present you with the structure but you have to do the work and if you just listen to the course and not do the work you're not going to get the results that this course promises because you have to implement it now you know i do also do one-on-one coaching and i have a lot of clients that choose that because they know that we'll sit down together approach your business bespokely um but of course, that comes with a price because I'm then, you know, putting 100% of my attention to one client. <laughs> yeah. um, and then there's also um, a, a possibility where I come in and do it all for you. So, you know, we'll set you up with all these different systems to generate leads, to capture them to, for your email yeah. marketing, give you templates, teach you how um, to manage it or actually work directly with like your communications and marketing team 
to implement it. And then that's um, obviously, again, comes with a price because that's when I have to mobilize my team to deliver that product. So I I find that, and I think that this really kind of relates to a type of person, a person perhaps that either wants to learn everything on their own because they're a sole practitioner or freelancer, and they do understand that like, the full sort of responsibility of running the business and doing business development falls on their shoulders and they want to get yeah. better. And that was certainly me when I was starting my business. That's also why as an architect, I learned, you know, about business and marketing because I wasn't too good at it, you know? Um, and then there's people that are so busy and they also have, a, you know, probably a bigger turnover in the business and a bigger team. And they say, you know, I actually want you to come in and ship that thing for us, you know, and implement that. And so that's a different type of customer. Um, And I think that it just gets defined by how people decide to proceed with it. Um, Drawbacks, I think it's that people sometimes get emotional when buying. They understand they have a problem and they want to solve it. But sometimes I may be not ready um, to make the commitment to fully implement those programs. And it does take... Um, it does take time. It requires you to be systematic with your work, you know, and commit them to 10 weeks and sometimes longer because once you implement that system, of course, then you, it becomes part of your life. It's like as if you started an Instagram account, posted on it, you know, a few, few times and then just <laughs> dropped it, right? It's no, yeah. you do the work and then you have to continue. So, um, yeah, so I think it's certainly the drawback is that, you know, perhaps people um, kind of, like Nikita said, fall, fall out because of the um, responsibility, systematic um, nature of these courses. Um, yeah. But I do think also that um, when it takes a little bit of determination to implement on your own, but then it makes you a better business person because you've learned those things for yourself. Even if you grow you've got the skills, and you're exactly. to yeah. someone else, you're able to overlook that and actually understand what's happening in your business. Whilst yeah. sometimes, you know, we get clients who say, okay, well, we would like to, you know, for you to come in and like do, say, for example, you know, an advertising campaign or lead generation campaign and then install the CRM. And they think that just by paying f- for monthly for having the software, that's going to just generate leads on your on your own. It's like no, the software is there to collect your leads. You have to continue doing your marketing campaigns in I mean, order. The fact that we got software is something, though. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, and so that's sort of the misunderstanding. And I found a lot of times people were like, "Well, I paid for the software. It's not doing anything for me." It's like, yeah, I just subscribe to something. <laughs> I mean, like, you need to learn how to use it now. It's a tool, yeah. and. Uh, so, yeah, I think that um, it really takes that sort of, you know, investment in learning about this. And it is de- definitely benefiting for people to learn on their own because it makes you a better marketer and a better salesperson. So you actually take better control of your business eventually. Yeah, and I think it does, you're right, it does give you that understanding. I'm actually wondering, as an industry, are we ready for masterminds, challenges online programs, all of that kind of community building thing. Because that's the language I hear on social media in other sectors, but the built environment, not so much. I'm wondering, are we ready for this yet, Nikita? Are you too ahead of your time? No, I think, I feel like we are. It's just, it hasn't, you know. It It hasn't hit the mainstream, right? This is is why you're making, like doing this podcast, right? Like we're trying to get the word out that, I mean, I think a lot of people, they just, yeah, go on, get a quote from a service provider. They can't afford it. So then they just go back to doing what they always do. And they think, well, I don't have a solution for me. So I hope like, you know, through collaboration and more of these programs that it becomes 
yeah, like the norm. Like I feel like, you know, Sarah, there's lots of us that are doing, you know, Dave Sharp. Like there's a lot of us that I think would really benefit from creating programs of what we're doing one-on-one to help and service more people. Because um, the market's definitely yeah. there and we know it is. There's so many small practices. There's so many people actually that I guess in some ways it's like knowing the kind of basic foundations and how this to set it. them up, isn't yeah. it? And that's kind of what it is. And once you know that, you like you say, Sarah, you can then feed yourself. You can keep it going. Yeah. You can go, right, this is how I do. This is what I'm really into. This is what I'm good at. Each month I need to put out. And you just kind of get into that rhythm more. And I think you're absolutely right. It's, but it's getting those foundations right in the first place, setting your website up correctly so that you get SEO traffic and, you know, that you start building it in the right way. And I think that's probably where we could probably add most value. But you're right, it is harder on a one-on-one basis to afford us. Yeah, I have to disagree with all of this, actually. From my experience, I find that the architecture industry is not quite ready to adapt into these particular methods of digital transformation. And I, I find that it takes a huge level of education around what I'm doing and the products that I provide to convince architects that this is a good idea. And I think that that really shows to... Um, like speaks to the fact that we're a very traditional industry and we are very stuck in our old ways. And historically, we've like actually for us, marketing was even illegal. We're not supposed to be doing marketing for our architecture practices. And I think that a lot of people are like, oh, why, you know, what's really the benefit here in this? Um, but the benefit is tremendous. And I think that it really solves the problems of many architects, which has to do with, um, you know, getting the right clients and landing the right projects and actually moving your business in the in the direction where you want to go rather than just sort of being taken on the journey. Um, and so it really is it speaks to taking control um but i do find that with masterminds digital coaching um actually even paying for consultancy services um a lot of architects don't um they're not used to that not as much as for example when we uh buy into an app to take um you know fitness classes online or when we yeah. attend conferences in you know maybe business topics or other tech topics online um, so it's it's still, I think, on the rise. And I wouldn't say that we're completely like, you know, down no, here. <laughs> I think that there is a lot of efforts that our community of people that provide those services um, have to put into educating the community. And, um, and I really hope that that changes in the future, that people will realize more and more so, specifically in our industry, of course, um, that uh, digital programs like these conferences, um, the podcast, they hold a lot of wisdom and they can educate you. And then that's a new way, you know, to consume knowledge as well, but not just through listening to podcasts, but also actually participating in these courses. Well, I love listening to podcasts. Go oh, in the Kita. <laughs> I, yeah, I completely agree with you, Sarah. But I think also what I'm finding is that there's almost like two um, groups of architects, like two types of architects. Like there are these emerging younger kind of cohort and I'm finding a lot of them kind of they've grown up with branding and marketing just kind of I don't know I find them a lot more open-minded to doing these things and so hopefully um, and then not only that I also find that some of the older architects who may have been um, you know around when marketing was illegal and all that um, some of them you know that younger generation is now taking over their practice you know um, whether it's 
a family member or they've, you know, sold their practice. So I find a lot of them um, are almost getting educated internally. You know, I've got a few clients at the moment where, um, or even in the last cohort where there was a son that was taking over the father's practice and he was like, dad, you need to do this, you know? So I, I do feel like, of course, we can educate, but I think, I don't know, I'm finding even just compared to like two or three years ago, there's definitely been, well, from my perspective, been more yeah, and I and as you said, Sarah, I hope it keeps rising. Like I think we're on the right trajectory. We just gotta really just gotta speed it up a bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean the last two years has helped us though, because all those people who've sort of said, Oh no, we only do stuff in person. It's like, well, Zoom. we can't. Well, that's well, this is it. I mean, Zoom was a new thing for the built yeah. environment, right? When it's been in tech for how many years? But and I, I so I do think you know definitely stuff has sped up and people have been forced online. But I think the next kind of as people are kind of having to get on with it now and get out and about, I think that's the big challenge of actually people are going to go. Oh, I don't want to do digital anymore. I don't like it. Or yeah, I think I think that's kind of where we're going. Okay, so have you had? Um, can you share a success story from your Site Smart program, then Nikita, where it's worked for a practice where you can say, you know, this has really helped them and their business and what they're doing. Yeah, so um, definitely one um, participant that comes to mind was Barry Reed, and he he's awesome. Like he's um, based in the UK, and he kind of came into Site Smart and he said, "Look, I I know I need to focus down, and and that's one actually one module. Like the first module of Site Smart, we just." really uncover what your practice stands for. So I'm, well, I'm, I think we've spoken about this before, but I'm big on your practice standing for something. You know, I don't know. It doesn't have to be a typology. It could be a design philosophy. It could yeah. be sustainable, whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, he came and he was just kind of like, look, I, my website is a mess. I'm so embarrassed by it. Like whenever anyone asks me to see it, I just kind of mumble something or just like send them my Instagram <laughs> page or something. <laughs> So he was, and then um, pretty much throughout the course, he really put his mind to it. And he said, you know, I'm going to really own whiskey distillery, the architecture um, of whiskey distilleries. And we came so up. So niche, but lovely. It was awesome. Like I was like, yes. <laughs> You know, we worked together and the coffee was all about, you know, what was it, bringing spirit into every building, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. So you can do all the puns. Oh, that's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and even just, you know, his process, like one of the modules in SiteSmart, we talk about um, really how to communicate what, you know, what you do, but how you do it, you know, that how much value that adds. So we yeah. came up with almost like it was like a cocktail, um, like a whiskey cocktail recipe, but really superimposed on that was the steps. Yeah. Um on how to get this building done. And it was like brilliant. He kind of walked away. Um, I actually haven't checked his website whether he's actually put the copy on. <laughs> the old one, um, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like when I when it came time to review it, I just remember sitting there and I just felt like so like a proud mom. Like I was like, yes, like this is, you know, from where he started, where he's like his copy on his website, there was no tone of voice, there was no personality. Yeah. It was just could have been anything. Um, he just yeah, I mean, really. But you can kind of, it's funny, because even you just saying that, like even from a marketing brain, I'm like, oh my God, you can imagine him doing like, if he needs to send stuff out, direct mails, he can send out cocktails. And, you know what I mean? You kind of like, you could just see all this stuff. And like, people would just be like, oh, that's Barry. You know, they'll know. Yeah, and, and, that, and that was part of the calls, right? Like all of the um, participants had their one thing and it was so exactly like these kind of conversations were just, it was almost for a form of entertainment. Like I loved hopping on these calls because we just yeah. you know, brainstorm things and yeah, it was, it was, yeah, I think a definite success story. And there were lots like that, but Barry's definitely comes to mind. 
Oh, I was like, great. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like whoa. <laughs> and Sarah, have you got a kind of success story you can share? No, I can't say it. Sure. Um, so I, I really love sort of the process of um, when I work with architects and when they have this aha moment of actually understanding how to implement all these different systems into creating perhaps a better communication strategy for themselves to communicate what they actually want to do and where they're going. And um, to that, I've been working with this architect who's um, over 60 in San Francisco, and he's has a huge portfolio of work actually throughout California, but mainly he's been doing a lot of residential um, and sort of smaller commercial. And he wanted yeah. still to very much sort of um, coming from that school of thought of like Stephen Hall and had a dream of building that, you know, big public building that I think um, most architects always dream about, like that one project that you really want to show your character, <laughs> maybe not necessarily have to like stick to like box design, you know. Um, yeah. And so that's that's when he came to me. And we, the whole process of working with him was fascinating because obviously it was all the dates. So he had a lot of different, like more traditional understanding around sales and marketing and building networks throughout San Francisco. But throughout a few first sessions, we just identified a better um, sort of receivers group, a better audience for him. And um took action towards developing relationships. And I remember one of the first sessions that we had together was spoke about what would be his dream project. And he's like, you know, I want to work with like a real visionary. I'd love to build something for Elon Musk. And I was like, whoa, okay. I didn't want to say that. I was really aiming super high. Like, you know, I mean, um, but anyway, we did actually um, start developing a relationship with more of the tech people from Silicon Valley. And next thing you know, it really didn't take long, like a month and a half, I guess. Um, he's jumping on a coin. He's like, I literally just got commissioned to do a warehouse building for Tesla. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> how is this even possible? Like, how, how is this even possible? I don't even exactly know what we did because it was just sort of back and forth, um, you know, working. Well, it's mixing in the right circles, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's actually mixing in those right circles. He's it like, I want, basically, it's like, I want to be in that tech space and this is what I want to be doing. And yeah. I think that's the thing is like, who are those people that exist in that tech space? And that's your focus. That focus, you know, that sharpness of actually knowing what you're going for, but then also yeah. aligning your communication strategy to this because we changed yeah. his like LinkedIn taglines, we changed his website communications, we yeah. had a completely different approach to like actually landing those conversations and like approaching people. And I think that's it's when you know who you want to talk to, who you want to attract, and actually kind of what you want to get out of it. The conversation is more laser sharp, and that's yeah. also not only through like live talking, you know, live interactions, but also digitally. Like it really affects your communication. I I think that Nikita can speak volumes to that because what you put online is literally almost like who you shouting out for. You know, it's like. Yeah. Hey, everyone, look at me. No, it's like, hey, that one person I want to work with and who that person is. And I think it, there's real power to that. And then also yeah. kind of really strategizing, making a plan as to how you 
um, how are you going to proceed with getting what you want? And so that yeah. was, yeah, it was really powerful. I couldn't believe that myself. So <laughs> very proud. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth your fee then, Sarah. Um, no, but it's <laughs> it is really funny though, but you're absolutely right. But I think a lot of people worry about that in terms of if I niche too far or I'm too focused, that means that everyone else is going to be repelled, but not necessarily. It's people are still attracted mm. to you. It's just that you're being a lot more clear about who you are and what it is that you want to do. And I think that's a huge thing for everybody, isn't it? So absolutely. Those are awesome stories. Um, so on to my next question. So how do you get the most out of working kind of in the kind of group online programs? What do you need to do as a participant? What do you need to kind of be like or act like, Nikita? Yeah, look, I think, yeah, it's not really about, yeah, I guess being yourself. So there's, but I think <laughs> you don't need to act like anything. I'm not in smart smart. But um, yeah, I think the, the biggest thing probably is, and that's the hardest part probably, is the consistency and carving out that time just to, to be and keep up that momentum. Um, a lot of architects, the first question they ask me is how many hours am I going to have to spend on this per week? You know, that scares them yeah. because they're busy, they're time poor. So I usually say it's one to two hours um, and I've actually designed site smart so with these toolkits you can either kind of, you know, do bit by bit every night, you know, um, take 20 minutes here or you can just smash through it in one chunk over your Sunday morning coffee. So I guess... Um, to get the most out of it, it really, as Sarah said, you just have to put in the work and you have to kind of go in with that mindset of I'm going to have to do something um, because that, especially in SiteSmart where I'm giving you critiques and that, it's good to have, even if it's just the bones of what you want to say, um, it has it yeah. allows me to give you that live critique all the way through. Some of the, the best participants, um, or I guess um, the ones that probably got the most benefit from SiteSmart were the ones that turned up to the group calls um, with just real draft copy and they were like what do you think of this um and that's when we all kind of got on and we brainstormed taglines or opening lines um call to actions whatever it was but yeah i think just so they were prepared um, basically they put in that i think that's the word isn't it it's kind of that thing of just yeah because you have to put it you put in what you get out really don't you doing their homework yeah (laughs) anything you want to add to that sarah what yeah, so um, I think for me, um, it very much like Likita said, I mean, I was aware that I'm creating a program or programs for very busy people. Um, yeah. So the the actual videos are short. Um, they're about maximum 10, 10, 20 minutes. And then there is um, sort of printout stuff that you need to fill in, like a workbook. And it doesn't take so much to do that. But I think it's very crucial to show up on calls and to sort of try to be regular because I find that psychologically, even when um, you, you know, miss out on a few modules or perhaps a few calls and you just feel like you're behind and you can't catch up. And it's just sort of that, yeah. that pressure of that making you feel like uh, perhaps you're not, um, you're not updated on everything. So I think showing up for course is very important. And then uh, taking, you know, maybe that one afternoon over the weekend to catch up or or just doing you know 20 minutes or up to an hour a day depending on um you know and how how deep you want to go into it um but yeah i i would say sort of being regular is probably what can be the best um measure of success um towards the end and the results will show for themselves because you've got to put the work and it will by all means it will bring you results so if you're someone who's thinking actually group online programs is kind of, you know, what I'm looking for. I mean, what things should they be looking at 
before they sign up or what should they be looking looking for from a provider? Any ideas, hints and tips, Nikita? Apart from obviously sign up to you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I say I'm like, look, I'm not for everyone. So. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, in terms, it's just that kind of credibility, like just make sure that that provider, um, you know, maybe has been working on just like architects have been working on their craft. They've also been working um, and investing in, in extending their knowledge um, so that they can be the best teacher and I think um, that's one thing is I, you know, again, like I'm not an architect. I'm also not a qualified teacher. So um, that's also been a learning curve for me. But I think passion is a big thing. Um, yeah. I am so passionate. Like the, re- like I guess even the motivation of why they've created the course. And the reason, you know, as I said before, the reason I created this course was so I could help more architects who can't afford um, one-on-one services. So I think, yeah, that that's probably what I would look for. Um in a course kind of provider. Anything from you, Sarah, in terms of what people should look for in terms of going to the online route? Yeah, I think it's really important to feel some kind of connection with the people, with the person that's like um, creating the course, you know, that's running it. And um, I think both me and Nikita and a lot of other people in this industry understand the importance of sort of um, presenting your story and talking about who you are and I think that if you feel connected you'll you'll probably um it's going to be a good place for you um so you know you need to have that sort of level of respect perhaps to the creator and then the other thing I would say is um just um just check on testimonials you know see what else these people are doing um and you know it's in the digital world, like sort of online, everything, you can find everything, you know, about a person, (laughs) their personal Instagram, (laughs) you know, um, their podcasts. And I would say in some respects, like we're we're doing a lot of things, you know, I I know that Nikita's also put up a conference. I'm also organizing events. Um, All those things kind of feed into each other. So I think, you know, just kind of check on the sort of overall image that that person is creating. You know, I also have a podcast, but for example, I'm not one of those very regular uh, podcasters. You know, you're not going to see my, um, you know, my sort of episodes dropping every Thursday. I tried doing it. It's just not my personality. It's hard. Though, might, it really is hard to keep up that consistency. Yeah, and, and you, you kind know, of have to sit there and go, be, what happens when life gets busy? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I'm aware that there might be people that look at this and they're like, oh, she's not regular or something. But like, I've been doing this for two years, maybe not every Thursday, but I'm still there. Um, so, and some people will actually yeah. respect the fact that I'm taking my own time with this because just don't want to be, you know, overruled by just the podcast. And then I do other things as well, publications, organizing conferences, delivering my coaching and, you know, actively selling as well. So there's a lot of elements to our work. And I think that, you know, you just, if you resonate, that's a really good sign. That's a really good sign. Yeah. If you look at a person and you say, actually, I like them. I like what they do. I like what they say. I like this story. Um, that's a good sign. And, you know, there's a lot of, in our community as well, a lot of coaches. Um, and I can imagine, you know, there is Jeff Eccles. He's got a certain personality. I can imagine that, you know, a certain type of person would go to him. And then, you know, and then there is uh, there is this young girl here that, um, you know, is <laughs> completely different than Jeff Eccles. And I guess I'll attract a different customer too. So that's sort of what it's, but I to think, be, it's to be honest, there is. There's enough work for us all. And I, I really yeah. do think as a community, you know, you actually look at it and it's like, how many architects are there? How many, you know, let alone in the UK, you know, even just when you look globally yeah. and, you know, so 
there, there certainly is. And I kind of think in some ways that's kind of like us all working together to raise the profile of what we do is probably more effective in a way. So definitely Absolutely. work for us all. So yes, and Jeff Eccles, I've not been on that. You've been on that, Context and Clarity, haven't you, Nikita? I haven't. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my wish list. I'll put that out there. Um, <laughs> hopefully Jeff listens to that <laughs> I'll, I'll send him the recording all right darling. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think I've spoken to him on Clubhouse I think that's, that's as far as I've got um, anyway so um, I just want to say thank you both so much for your time and for coming on the show and talking about how you work in terms of group and online programs it's been awesome and um, where's the best place to find out more about you Nikita um, definitely my website. Um, and if you join my email list, then you're in for a bit of a surprise too, because that's uh, another good place to get to know me a little bit better. <laughs> and you, Sarah, where's the best place to find you and connect? Yes, sarahcolata.com, my website is the best place and also sign up for the newsletter. <laughs> oh, and okay, I, I can also say I have now got a newsletter as well. So yes. it's on I've done it I've launched it I hit the green button um, so yeah so that'll be coming out once a month as well so awesome thank you guys so much for your time thank you thank you thank you thanks so much for listening to the latest episode of Marketing in Times of Recovery and I'm your host Iowa Bass if you want to find out more about the bi-weekly show do check out the show notes which will give you more information about who the guests are and all the things we've covered Uh, And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on an episode. Until next time. Bye.